0: Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from Scripture will inspire and encourage you. We continue exploring what it takes to live life as an epic journey. Our life is a story, and stories are important. We will look into the nature and purpose of stories, the fundamentals that make up a story, and how it all applies to the decisions we are trying to make in our own lives. God likes stories. Life is full of them. Heroes and villains, Adam, Lucifer, Jesus. How will you live your story?
1: So today we start the epic journey part of this. we're uh, We're all in a quest we're all on a journey that is our life story. As uh, Sam said to Mr. Frodo, what sort of tale have we fallen into as they're taking the ring of power to try to destroy it so that the great usurper Sauron doesn't destroy all the earth and turn it into a tyranny. And we are in a tale like that, but it's, it's usually not a, apparent to us. And God has written this tale for us and wants us to be the hero in this tale. And it's a question of will we accept that opportunity and the amazing benefits from it at the end. If we don't see it that way, it's more likely that we'll miss out because we have a quest. And we'll talk about that more as we go on. But... First, what I want to do is just talk about the nature of story. So our life is a story, and, you know, story is a big deal. We resonate with stories. You read your children's stories when they're little because it captivates them. You go to movies and you read books because stories captivate you. When I was a kid, I would get up on Saturday mornings and watch uh, black and white TV And one of my favorite things was the cowboy shows. Wild Bill Hickok and Roy Rogers. And the same thing happened every week. Uh, Roy, of course, wore a white hat and always smiled and had a cheery countenance. And he had great values. And he was always helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, and all the other Boy Scout traits. Uh, And he always... and he was always just wanted to have his ranch or whatever it was serve the community. But then there was always a bad guy. The bad guy always wore a black hat, had a mustache, wore a frown on his face. And he was a usurper. He always wanted to take a possession from somebody else using violence, coercion, and deception. And what would always happen is the usurper. Would be just on the verge of victory, and then something amazing would happen, and the white hat would win just just at the nick of time just about twenty eight minutes into the into the series and then in thirty minutes everything was all better same thing every week and you know just about every story has that basic construction. Um, Most of them have variations. They're not quite that simplistic, and there's millions of variations. That's one of the reasons stories are fascinating to us, because there's stories within stories and stories within stories within stories. Uh, You might remember the Batman. um, It wasn't a cartoon. It was a... Yeah, it was a series. Yeah, with Adam West was the guy who was the played Batman. He, he was he was great because he was super melodramatic about everything. So it had kind of the, the drama from the silent movies that he he brought. But he was a little overweight and pudgy. Which was I think made it a lot funnier. And what would happen every week is that Batman would, would be against this villain of some sort. And right at the end, the villain would give them some impossible trap where they were going to die, For certain death. There was no way they could get out of it. And then they cut to a commercial. And then they would come back and get out of it in some completely unthinkable way. One that, one that sticks with me for some reason is they were, they were in this uh, player piano that was giant player piano, and they were on the scroll going through, and the, the uh, teeth were going to chomp them up. And just in the nick of time, Adam West re- recognizes what it is, and they start singing the song backwards. And it, and it neutralized the uh, machine, and then, of course, they take their thing off. That You say, well, why couldn't they have taken that off? But the variation is that Batman didn't wear a white hat. So he looked like a bad guy. He looked scary, but really he was the good guy. So there's a little little twist in there. And and, and that's the way stories are are made interesting. Uh, The modern version of the great storyteller is Pixar. Uh, Pixar is a company that does all kinds of neat technical stuff, but they don't think of themselves as an animation company. They think of themselves as a storytelling enterprise. And uh, their book, Creativity, Inc., by uh, Ed Catmule, who's one of the founders of Pixar, it's a terrific book about just how to have good company. But it's also fascinating if you like Pixar stuff. And one of their corporate philosophies is is that every story is bad before it's good. Because it's really hard to make a really good story. You know, well, that's, that's an interesting and insightful. Because we all love stories. We're driven by stories. And yet, it's difficult to come up with a good story. And I think that tells us something important about us. One of the things that Pixar has found is that stories, a good story, everybody likes. And a bad story, everybody doesn't like. They're not trying to make a a movie where people come and buy a ticket. They're trying to make a great story. And if they make a great story, the tickets will take care of themselves. And that's because humans all have the same values. The product marketers have figured this out. If you're going to take an opinion poll, you need a thousand opinions to have a statistical appropriate statistical number where the results reliable. But if you're going to do what they call right brain research, where you're going to find out uh, why people buy things based on their values, 25 is enough. You don't have to have a statistical sample because everybody has the same values. Totally across cultures. Everybody values security. Everybody does. Everybody values belonging to something. Everybody values approval. Everybody values freedom. These are all transcendent human values. We're all the same. Well, stories are the same way. We all intrinsically understand what's a good story and what's not a good story. And really, really good stories have a lot of complexities woven into it. And you don't generally walk out of a movie and say, "Well, that story was great because of this." I do, because this is an, this is something I, I really enjoy. And we have stories within stories within stories. One of my favorite Pixar products is Toy Story. And one of the things that they do in these in these stories is create a set of a world. They create a universe, and the universe has rules. And the, they don't tell you what the rules are. They just. They just follow the rules, and that's part of what you intrinsically see. And in the Toy Story, one of the main rules is the toys can animate and talk to each other when a human's not there, but as soon as a human walks in the room, they have to go into toy mode. You know, they have to go comatose like their frozen self. Well, Toy Story has a Saturday morning cartoon type of thing. There's a bad guy, and there's a good guy, and there's kind of a chase scene, and a and a recovery and it has that in there but i think the reason why the story is so compelling is cuz there's a, a subplot that is actually the one that moves us and and it's the he, the there's people that are heroes and villains but the bigger hero and villain in the toy story i i think is a proper view of belonging that's the hero and a improper view of belonging is the villain What happens is there's this toy called Buzz Lightyear. And Buzz comes to, with all the other toys, you know he comes to, and he thinks he's an actual space ranger that really goes into space and has a true laser that kills his enemies. And Woody, who's the main character, tries to convince Buzz he's just a toy. And Buzz cannot accept it. And then Buzz begins to realize he really is just a toy, and he goes into depression, why live if I'm not a real space ranger and the most poignant part of the of the toy story one this is, and this theme replicates in two and three the the really the 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 great part of the story is he comes to a point and he looks at the bottom of his foot and it says "Andy, which is the boy, and he realizes. My worth as a a person is that I'm a toy for a boy. So it's okay to be a toy. I don't have to be a space ranger. That's not what I am. I'm here to make a boy happy. And he embraces that, and then he has a great life because he's embraced who he really is. And this, this theme keeps going in two and three. If we embrace who we really are and we lean into who we really belong to, that's where real happiness comes from. Well, why do these stories appeal to us so much? Well, we're made in the image of God. And God likes stories. That's the only possible explanation. And He has written a story that's unbelievable. And it's stories within stories within stories within stories. Millions of stories all interbedded. One of the things we may do in in the new earth is spend a lot of time following all these phenomenal plot thread lines that are all interconnected, that we were oblivious to while we were on earth. Wait till you see the drive-in movie in the new earth. And you get to go and watch these things. And then on comes two people that explain the plot and do a thumbs up, thumbs down. You know it, 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 it's incredible but just like Toy Story there's sort of a white hat bad hat black hat kind of overarching theme in this grand story. You see God made a hero with a white hat. His name's Adam. And he had a villain, the black hat. Name's Lucifer. Now Heroes and villains don't always look their part. Today, a serpent crawls on its belly, eats dust. But that was the curse for the serpent, so God wouldn't curse the serpent by saying, I'm cursing you by having you do what you already do. So whatever a serpent was, must have been something very appealing at the time. Because a lot of times the good guy looks like a bad guy and the bad guy looks like a good guy. And in fact, those movies or are, are those stories or those books are more interesting, aren't they? Because, ooh, I thought that was the good guy and it turns out to be the bad guy. Well, that's, that's what he did. And just in the nick of time, the black-hatted guy looked like he's going to win. Let me harken back to Saturday morning cartoon for just a moment. There's a a great theological commentator and social um, commentator from my generation named Ray Stevens, <laughs> and he wrote this uh, story, this song. You may you may remember it. I plopped down in my easy chair and turned on channel two. A bad gunslinger named Salty Sam was chasing poor sweet Sue. He trapped her in the old sawmill and said with an evil laugh, If you don't give me the D.D.O. Ranch, I'm going to saw you all in half. And then he grabbed her. Help me, help me, help He tied her up. Please, somebody help. He turned on the bandsaw. Won't somebody help me? And then along came Jones. And of course, Jones has. Well, I had, of course. Well, then a commercial came on, so I got up to get myself a snack. But you should have seen what was going on by the time I got back. Down in the old abandoned mine, Sweet Sue was having fits. That villain said, if you don't give me the DDO ranch, I'm going to blow you all to bits. And then he grabbed her. Help me, help me. He tied her up. Won't somebody help me, please? He lit the fuse to the dynamite. Oh no, please help me. And then along came Jones. See, just in the nick of time. Well, the same thing happened in God's big deal. See, these, what, 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 what uh Salty Sam wants to do is steal the ranch using violence and coercion. Looks like he's gonna get away with it. Well, that's what Satan wanted to do. Satan, you see, is a usurper. He used to own the ranch. God gave it to somebody else. And he wants it back, even though it's not properly his. And he'll use deception and coercion to steal what's not properly his. And man, it looked like he had done it. Because Adam fell and death came into the world. And God comes in and promises Jesus I'm going to send somebody else with a white hat. And in the fullness of time, could we say in the nick of time, Jesus came, the second Adam. Oh, but Satan went after him too, and it looked like he had won. But in three days he rose again. Oh, so everything's all better. Oh, no, he left. And now we're waiting for him to come back. When will he come back? What's going to be happening when he comes back? The army is going to be surrounding Jerusalem. And they're just about to finish it off. And he comes riding in on a white horse. See, Saturday morning cartoons are really profound. (laughs) As is Ray Stevens well, this is the reason this appeals to us. It, it, it's history.
0: This teaching will continue in the following episode. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at YellowBloons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowbloons.net. Thanks for listening.